0: what's up listener thank you for pressing play this week on the jock and nerd podcast we got a new trailer for avengers endgame marvel brings james gunn back for guardians of the galaxy 3 the disney fox deal is officially official and warner brothers will be focusing on standalone dc movies for the near future plus our spoiler review of season one of Umbrella Academy on Netflix and a whole lot more coming up right now in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, March 15th, 2019.
1: Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast.
2: Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right is rolling
1: fans
2: out there. Let's give it up. talking, it, we're nerding. It. We're funny, disturbing. we're it, nerding. It. Spoiler alert. I'm talking, we're nerding. we're we're nerding. we're
0: Hello, listener. What's up? How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to the Jocket Nerd podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews, and whatever we choose. Jocket Nerd! My name is Imran.
3: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the Jock. He's the nerd. And over in the corner there is uh, more than slightly buzzed Felty. It's Drunk Boy. I mean Rug Boy. How's it going, rugs? Full disclosure, I've been drinking. Yes, a lot. <laughs> well, good for you, Rugs. It's because it's our birthday. Yes, this is a, uh, a a special momentous occasion. It is officially our fourth birthday. Happy birthday to us, talking <laughs> nerd, gentlemen. Woo! We are entering the fifth We're year. Yeah, yeah. just complete. Yeah. <laughs> We've, this completes 208 weeks straight Jesus of Christ. podcast programming.
3: To podcast oh, age and dog years.
0: Which well that means we're like Feels like so we're 28. 20, no, we're 28. Oh, 28 type seven. Jesus Christ. I'm I can't right. do
3: math. My you brain have all is all mush. the dogs. Literally all the dogs in the world and you can't do dog math.
0: Because they're not dog years, they're the years they are and I adjust for time and space.
1: Okay. Right. <laughs> Listen, Imran right. has the Infinity Stones, I have and he all can make whatever he wants.
0: That's right. I mean, uh, you know, so... Imran is number five and went back in time. We're four years old. Oh, number. there you go. There's a good callback. We're four years old, and uh, I don't want to make... it's not. We're not going to go a big deal out of it. It's going to be... We're going to do a regular show. And really just, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our audience.
3: We're, we're at the point where... You, when you get older and you're like, ah, don't, yeah. don't throw me yeah. anything, don't. please. Don't, f- don't, don't, stop. Stop. Don't. if you. My dad is at this point where yeah. he goes, if you throw me a surprise party, I will turn around and walk out.
0: <laughs> I'm o- don't do I'm it. I'm already there. Like, my 43rd birthday is coming up soon. I don't want to. Just don't acknowledge it. Why? Who yeah. cares? It's 43. Yeah. When you like, look, we've done this uh,
1: four years. Like, like, it was a momentous thing. Like, the first year we got through it. And then the second year, the third year, now we're like just doing it. It's just part of our lives now. It's yeah. just
0: a grind that keeps like grinding. we
1: are, we do fucking podcasts, we fucking <laughs> analyze movies. Leave it we or love like it. it. We kick yeah, we, out, do. we give things shit. This is what we do
2: now.
3: And, you know, our- Yeah, I, it is important, though, to thank the listeners yes. because I actually do genuinely enjoy doing this with, even though it's with you two fucks, <laughs> I'm still genuinely enjoying it. Yeah, that's the only drawback yeah. for you. <laughs> It's still a lot of fun to me, but really the the community we've made.
0: Uh, everyone who's pressed play, everyone who's reached out, everyone. If you listened to one episode, you've been with us for a year, a month, the whole time. We
3: can everyone anyone that's Imran's led into his house. Yes, he hasn't all really the
0: strangers that came in to record. Anyone who's I almost you all.
3: raped
1: Imran.
0: <laughs> Yikes! Look, so if you are a new listener, <laughs> and if this is
1: your, I'm sorry to go dark. <laughs> your first I, episode.
0: I it's drunk boy. It's gonna happen. Oh shit. Check out our show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 266 for all the links to everything we're going to talk about, how to get in touch with the show, how to subscribe, where you can listen so you can never miss an episode. And let's get to the news, fellas. The Jock Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, Some big MCU news this past week. Uh, you, You know, we recorded a week earlier, a day earlier last week. And, of course, what happens is uh, Marvel... Everything drops. Everything right drops. After. Marvel puts out a second trailer for Avengers Endgame. Geek Mooner Out of nowhere, without any any kind of warning. Right. And we would have been able to talk about it last week, but since uh, we recorded a day early, we did You didn't. guys did, like, a little thingy. Yes. We did put up a lovely Patreon clip that's free for everyone. You don't have to be part of our fan club. It's a sample of what you can get. I'll put a link in the show notes for today. But we're probably going to repeat some of the shit. But, Ruggs, we didn't get to hear from you. right? Why don't you start? What did you think of this Avengers trailer? The second trailer. We've not had a lot of marketing here.
2: Well,
1: you know, Marvel's playing it close to the vest. They're not really giving a lot of stuff away. They It was basically a clip show of older movies. Um, I'm sure this is all keyed into what's happening. So you have, like, you know... Uh, Iron Man's first venture out as in, in his first suit. You have, uh, um, Captain America, you know, listening to the Peggy over, you know, the, the voiceover yeah. of, uh, basically telling him about, like, uh,
0: sometimes you gotta start over.
1: Yes. Sometimes you gotta start over. And then you have Thor, and, uh, then it kind of goes into clips of some little teasers of them in the suits. And uh, that they're not not what's the the quote that they they whatever still, it takes, whatever it takes. They're not going to stop. They're just going to do
0: whatever they it love takes. that. Imagine Dragon song. That's the joke. yeah, they love the Imagine Dragon. So it
1: it just shows that they're all doubling down, you know, and there's a little bit of a Hawkeye uh, foreshadowing with the daughter shooting the arrow. I don't know if she's going to be brought back or that's, i think she that's was why, dust, why he, right?
3: yeah that's probably that's the theory that he got dusted they all the family got dusted and he's now out being rowed in because he's very angry and that's why he and snaps. maybe when
0: this is all cleared up maybe we got a new hawkeye
2: hawkeye bishop back in. kate yeah, bishop maybe. yeah
0: kate bishop in the comics is not his daughter but it is the female hawkeye that he trains and in, in the comics right. they're amazing together you got ant-man looking all confused like what the fuck's going on here uh and just uh, uh, some really quick battle scenes but again this marketing has been amazing like we they've they're not showing you shit They're on telling us showing us stuff but not showing us stuff I, right. I also think there is people still deleted especially since we got the brie larson Ca- carol danvers reveal at the end
1: i think it's definitely the uh the super hulk yes it's basically Professor the hulk.
0: banner yes
1: mixed with the hulk so it's a smart hulk He's definitely. I've seen him in in promo Im- images with the uh, the quantum suits on, so I think that that's left out as a as a surprise. Maybe I don't know.
0: What do you think of the Carol, uh, Captain Marvel bit at the uh, as the tag? Well, people were upset that
1: she has wearing makeup yes, and a black
0: tag. top. I, what <laughs> I didn't, I heard this and I was oh, like, "What shit. the fuck?" Uh, like you can't win. They're like, like you can't do anything <laughs> no. without people complaining. If she, look, if she de- had, if she did not have makeup, people will complain. If she had look, makeup, people will complain. This is what, this is the way
1: I irrationalize it, right? She's been floating around the universe for like 20, 30 years, right? Like, she's probably going to have gone to some parties and done some stuff. She's not just flying around kicking ass. She it's probably been, takes right. a break and relaxes every once in a years.
0: while. Like, come on. She found makeup in the meantime. Yeah, come on well let, let's
1: <laughs> not
3: ridiculous. Ah,
0: It's ridiculous but we said in
3: the black tank top too I pointed this out in one of our chats is actually a nice little nod to her Miss Marvel costume or, yeah, 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 Marvel yeah costume, right? it was yeah. black
0: with light it and, was definitely yeah. done
1: with that intent to kind of like do a little fan service to that costume
0: I mean we said this in our Patreon clip but I think she shows more character and personality in that three second silent clip we got than kind of in the whole movie of Captain Marvel
1: well the other thing was that the the complaints. Like, if you go on Twitter, it's always the like the bottom of the barrel. Of course, but they were like saying, like, why does she have to be tested by Thor? Well, he doesn't know her. He, he, yeah, that. I'm like, just they're creating moments he, yes, that are just gonna, uh, like get you excited.
3: And if anything, it, it it's empowering and it powers her character because yes. she you're just you go after you see that scene, you go, oh fuck, Damn, she didn't flinch. She's seen it. Yeah. She's seen it all. Yeah, nothing. She doesn't flinch at all to that. Did it? Like even Thor budge. doesn't know this girl from a yeah. hole in
1: the wall. Yeah. And she inst- he instantly knows that she's not somebody to fuck with. I love it right. when
0: he's like, I, "How is I like that this not one. empowering?" Yeah, it's very empowering. She's gonna be badass. Also, I think this tells us she shows up very early in the movie and possibly is not the person to save Tony and Nebula.
3: You know the the thing about trying to gleam the timeline in these trailers. Yes. I've read a lot of stuff after yes about how Marvel and then they have intentionally fucked with things in trailers. So now I'm at the point where I. I think I know what's going on, and now I don't after think reading all these other co- articles, I'm going, fuck, I don't know if Marvel's fucking with the timeline or not. Maybe they're digitally taking the beard out, putting it back on. I have no fucking clue.
0: It's completely possible. To your point, Anthony, there's uh, articles out there saying Avengers Endgame directors admit trailers use manipulated shots, footage not even in the movie. And then another article saying, no, the Russos haven't admitted to shooting fake scenes for the trailers. The point is, who knows what they're sitting on? We know... They purposely mislead people in the trailers, but I think they're doing a great job. Someone the Russos lie all the time. They lie all the time, and they're very smart at it, so uh, like you said, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know. You can't uh, deduce anything. This whole we thing can be a We can handle the truth. Yes. It doesn't matter.
1: We're all going to be there opening day or the opening weekend watching this shit. But what? There's no... There's no even need for this trailer. No.
0: And in these articles, he's achieved uh, what they wanted, which is uh, the quote is something about when I went to see Empire of the Strikes Back, Back, Empire of the Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back. That's a good movie. Yeah. Well, he's saying the trailers, we didn't know what the reveal was and we were so shocked going in. He's like, I kind of want to recreate that nowadays. And it's so hard to do it. But these guys are doing it. We just got to sit tight and enjoy the ride. Listen, we. They did this to keep the hype going. Yeah,
1: it's working. They didn't want to lull in the hype, so they just put out another trailer. And they might not. They might be misleading. They might be kind of like baiting and switch us. You know, you never know. But like, it's it's just there to keep the hype going, and it's working. We're all talking about it.
2: Yeah, you
0: could pour over every screen and screenshot an image, and it's not it's not going to mean anything because we know they lie and they change things. So why even bother? Uh, Listener, let us know what what you think of the trailers. Do you think? It is actually what they're showing us or not. Join our Facebook group. It's an exclusive group just for you. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. You can geek out with all of our fun listeners and follow us on Instagram at Jock and Nerd on the gram link in the show notes. Moving on, more big fucking news from Disney. Holy shit. Disney reinstates James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, Shit. Uh, this is nuts, but Anthony, you know, this all started in July of last year when that dude Mike Cernovich dug up 10-year-old tweets and Disney was forced Disney's hand, really. they had, they had There was nothing else they could do. But look, say we are going to let him go. James got quiet this whole time. And then suddenly they're like, he's back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But Anthony, you told me you read something which is a nice twist on this, which uh, I found very interesting.
3: Did you find that article too? I think so. Yeah. So basically, so this is old too, as of a, you know, it's a week ago. Um, but they Disney announced that they're rehiring James Gunn for Volume Three. Um, but the article I read, and I th- what what article was that? It was a second? Hollywood Sorry. Reporter article? Hollywood Reporter, where they basically said that this was the plan all along. They they had a conversation with him shortly after, and they liked what they heard. So they knew they were going to rehire him, but then they didn't want the bad press of immediately rehiring someone they fired. So they sat on it for a bit. Then James Gunn took the Suicide Squad's Suicide Squad directing role, and then they had to figure that out. And then once they figured that out, then they made the decision. So now he
0: gets to do that. Why
1: would he take that role if he knew he was coming back? I really don't. uh, I don't really believe that. I don't think that Disney would let one of their prize directors go over to dc to direct one of their major films
0: is it possible that maybe he did it no
1: and
3: it was just or, held or up at the higher the higher level maybe, at maybe they thought he thought that it was a verbal agreement but since there was I nothing think he was in calling paper, their bluff might have been, well, have, might have been. I
0: uh, I also want an article speculating the fact that he did, you know, handle it graciously. And imagine if he like started talking shit about Disney and burned his bridges. Like he kept quiet was uh, one of the reasons that they were like, we're going to bring him back. We just need time. He to wins. Sit on this. So, like, yes.
1: If you analyze this, yes. right? DC hires him to do suicide squad. Not a peep of negativity. And Disney's like, all right, well, fucking, he's in the clear now. Let's oh, get him back. They fucking tested it out, Ruggs. So I don't think that Disney wanted him to go to D.C., but that was, like, the proving ground. They just like <laughs> they
0: threw him over there to see what would happen. No, they
1: didn't throw him. Like, it, you know, obviously, James Gunn took an opportunity. Yeah. And uh, it reflected well on him. And I think that Marvel and Disney is into, like, observing what the public does. Yes. And they saw that there wasn't an outcry to fucking get him down. Everybody embraced this. So they're like, let's get him back. Let's get him as the next movie that he does after Suicide Squad is going to be our movie.
0: I mean, a lot of PR wins here for Disney and James Gunn. First of all, Disney now, like a big corporate company, is willing to give second chances. They have shown that they will not cave into Internet trolls. Holy shit.
1: But I wouldn't go that far. No, I think they did cave into Internet trolls. And I think but, but that then they un-cave. DC they takes risks. Yeah. Big risks all the time, and they took a risk with Gunn, and it worked out for them. And Marvel was like, "Okay, let's move
0: now."
3: Yeah. So well, I think that it was an opportunity. thing for Marvel. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would agree with Rugs in that they did cave. They definitely caved. But then they uncaved. And then they uncaved.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, they 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 they, well, made they saw it that the, the road was clear. Yeah.
0: Crazy dude. Uh Do you think this will overshadow his Suicide Squad movie? Because before. I was excited that this was going to be his big, like, fuck you to Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. But now I'm like, all right, right, let's. this is going to be like Suicide Squad or Guardians Light uh, waiting for the main course, which is Guardians 3. It's very interesting because
1: James Gunn is now going to be privy to a lot of DC stuff. Oh, shit. That's right. And Marvel might want to like pick his brain a little bit and see what fucking dc's up to not that they give a shit but like it's interesting that or maybe dc wants to
0: pick his brain and what marvel's up to the other thing is disney really needs james gunn because they have a lot writing on him on his stories on his guardians well they got the cast yeah they have the cast he also helped you know with infinity war he helped the bigger picture is the theme park shit he helped write and direct the theme park stuff and the reason why this is important is because the Guardians of the Galaxy characters fall outside of this universal theme park character deal Disney has where it's a weird thing where they can't use like their own characters dressed up but they could do whatever they want with the Guardians of the Galaxy because they weren't part of that initial deal from years ago mm-hmm. so this they have a there's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride and land show. Gunn is uh, has a lot of stuff for Marvel, and now he's going to learn a lot about Disney. Ultimately, Gunn wins the most, the double. He's the double.
3: Yeah, he had the power every, move yes. right there. He gets, he gets the two teams with dysfunctional crews that he can Huge just do whatever energy. he wants. Yeah, yeah. He can, he can what, have, what's, what? Also, it was funny that this this um happened on the the, way, the day to day. Because literally the night before, I was thinking about Marvel. Yeah, I was going, man, they're 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 really you know they're on a roll here. They're doing really well. Captain Marvel was a little bit of a disappointment, but overall they're doing well. But man, I loved, I loved both guardians movies. So I was just going, it's really have been a shame. What a shame. The third movie, wh- whoever it's going to be directed by, it's just not, it's not going to feel the same. It's not going to be the end of Gunn's trilogy. Yeah. And then literally the next day they, they hired Gunn. I couldn't have been more happy. It's so crazy. Um, for, I about a movie. I do think this throws off their
0: plans for their next slate a little bit. Cause now they got to wait till he does suicide squad.
3: Yeah. It's supposedly not start, it won't come out till 2021 Twenty twenty one. will start working yeah. on it till 2021 So I don't
0: know if IG had plans for this thing to come earlier and it was a bigger role or a bigger part of whatever's happening next but now they got plenty of things to work with uh, and our next story is proof of that uh, you guys the Disney Fox deal is official official done oh shit Geek owner. We've been talking about this since 2017 Fox. They fir- Disney first announced a bid to buy Fox late 2017 for $53 billion. They got bid up to $71.3 billion. Shareholders approved this in July of 2018. And as of Wednesday midnight this week, uh, it's official. Disney has seized all of Fox stuff, meaning the X-Men, the Fantastic Four are coming home to the MCU, but even bigger Disney now owns, like, Aliens, Predator, Planet of the Apes, The Simpsons, right. 60% of Hulu. A ton of stuff. Uh, it's great and it's bad at the same yeah, time. Uh, okay, Ruggs, let's get into this because you're absolutely right. It's great for consumers, but it is bad for so many people on the other side of the camera, on the industry side.
1: There's people going to lose their jobs. Correct. Number one, they're going to have to, like, thin out the, the the house. Yes. Um. I also think that the quality of... You know we're gonna be disnifying a lot of this stuff that wasn't disnified. It was like a little bit more edgy, so we're gonna get a softer version of a lot of this. These However, properties.
0: interestingly enough, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool seems to be the only character that's gonna survive this merger out of all the X Men, which is fucking ironic.
1: What do you mean he's gonna survive? So
0: they're gonna recast everybody else, but they're not no. him. He's cuz
1: he is well, Deadpool. Well there's some anonymous with these. some you know, like, yeah. like like a Hugh Jackman if he wanted to come back as Wolverine I guess they would embrace it. Yes. But, um he's done. Yeah. And Reynolds is like gung ho about Deadpool. So
0: Uh other other look other negatives first of all if you are a person pitching movies you have now one less studio to pitch to. Right. Uh movie theaters are very nervous because Disney's been known to fuck with their ticketing when they don't follow their rules for their movies. Now they have even more power. Anthony, do the pros outweigh the cons? Or are, is this the time we look at in the future when Disney <laughs> runs the government and there's mouse ears on the White House? <laughs> this is We're going to look back at today and be like, remember when they bought Fox? Oh, the shit changed then.
3: You know, I mean... It, it's, I, I particularly enjoy it just because I want all my MCU. Yeah, so the, coming from home. the MCU standpoint, I really enjoy it. Um, everything else, I, you know, whoever owns it, I, I don't really care. I will say that, I mean, obviously it's bad and that people will lose jobs. Uh, it's bad that there's going to be, there's the, the power is now even more so towards Disney. There's all these properties are now under one roof, which can, you know, it's kind of scary. Like, yeah, it is a little scary. And, well, I'm scary as a relative term. It's 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 a little like oh that's something to think about. Um, but you know, there's also now a void, and it seems like um, judging by the the title of this episode, you know, Netflix yep. is fully yep. embracing the yep. non-Disney, yep, you know, material. You know, maybe there's you know, it seems like there might be this groundswell for things that aren't Disney, and you know, maybe someone fills the void that Fox has now left, and something else rises up. So who knows?
1: Well, it does open up a lot of
3: yeah room for other
1: things to come up. Uh, Marvel's got only a limited amount of movies it can make a year. So it does. You know, we were getting like a shitload of movies because Fox was making them at the same time Marvel was making them. So we were getting like right, a bunch right. of Marvel movies a year yep. or Marvel based movies a year. Yep. So we're going to get like fewer of those movies. Um. So, yeah, it's going to open up. Uh, a playing field where someone else can rise if they want to with other these obscure characters that are not Marvel or DC, these independent characters.
0: Every other streaming content provider uh, can give them a run for their money. You know, and the thing too is
3: now all these other networks, you're already seeing it, but all these other networks and streamers, you know, now that they're losing even more potential content because all the Fox stuff has gone over to Disney, you know, they're all searching for the next big thing, the next Walking Dead, the next Game of Thrones, the next... um, piece of literature that they can adapt and make a thing so now i think even more of these things that were indie comics or things that are um a little bit off the beaten path i think are going to get more chances because people are taking risks on this stuff because they need these properties because disney owns everything else they gotta
0: fight disney it's disney against Um, everyone else but yeah it's a great time for indie creators to get something made I think the next thing that's going to be interesting to watch, of course, is this Disney Plus launch later this year. Because look, they're paying seventy one billion dollars for this deal. This Disney Plus must it's going to cost them fucking millions and millions of dollars. And at however much eight dollars a month per subscriber, like they're not going to make money back on this for a long time. Netflix
3: doesn't make money.
0: No, so Netflix is still losing. You know, money. are the shareholders nervous? What is this going to do? The stock they're they're, they're going all in on this disney plus and putting lots of money behind it so i mean we'll be paying for it so <laughs> i mean all all the parents will get disney plus right you're gonna have to that's the only place you're gonna, you're gonna be gonna able throw, to you're,
3: you're going you're gonna have your kids you're things. gonna be raising your kid and you're gonna need to go away and you need to plop your kid in front of the tv yeah you're gonna throw on a disney movie
0: so then the other question i had is do we really want them to rush some some of this into the MCU like everyone's like oh well this is enough time and I thought it too is this enough time to put a post credit scene with the X-Men of Fantastic 4 but now I'm like you know what you got James Gunn back you got Guardians back take your time do this right I don't think they should rush trying to uh, introduce these new characters it's an
1: interesting time right now because they're closing up like this story that they've yep. been telling yep. for the past yep. however many years, years. and um there's room for a bunch of new stuff to come out. And I think that you know, a lot of the main characters' contracts are up. They might not be coming back. Who knows? But um you know, you have these great new properties. You have uh Fantastic Four, you have all those characters like Silver Surfer and shit like that. Great you got villains, the X-Men and, and all the mutants. Yeah, and
0: great bad guys. So
1: Spider Man's the only holdout really that's not completely Disney's yet. So it's interesting to see uh, what they're going to do with the Sony's making that. money
0: over with the, the fucking non-Spider-Man, Spider-Man shit, so I don't think they're going to let go of that anytime soon. Uh, it's going to be a while before we have a fully whole Yeah, we're
1: close, Marvel though.
0: Universe. They all came home. It's crazy. Uh, okay, I got a couple of DCEU movie news. Uh, I'm going to read these three headlines. You guys let me know which one we want to talk about the most, all right? okay (laughs) because they're all kind of crazy stories number one flash shocker ezra miller writing script in bid to stay on as star nobody cares
3: the only thing the only thing i'll say about that give it a real quick spiel on Yeah, this is crazy (laughs) i just find it interesting that he's so desperate and the the things have gotten so desperate that he has to write his own script to stay on that's all i got he's
0: teamed up with grant morrison to write a script because they want to make it lighter. They don't want to do flashpoint. They want to recast him. And he's not down with that. So, and he, Ezra wants to do a darker take on the material. I didn't know he was that big of a fucking flash. No, he just wants to be in a huge movie. That's going to make him rich for the rest of his life. Think about it. He had it for a second. I was like, I was flash. This was going to be a thing. It's, Let me write a script it's now for It's all fucking it. collapsing around on me. All right. Number two DC movie headline. The Batman may follow Captain Marvel's lead by taking place in the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this a good
3: idea? Anyone? Anyone? I, I just got to say, for this one, all I got to say is, didn't we get Batman <laughs> movies in the 90s? What, what are we doing was here? That during the 90s. I, I, it was during the I get it. <laughs> I know. And those movies weren't really in the 90s. They were in the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher weird version. I just kind of find it funny that. I mean, they want to, they want to go retro with Batman in the 90s. So we
0: knew this was going to be a younger take on the on Batman, on Bruce, but I thought. So this is still in canon. The Ben Affleck. I feel like Batman. it makes
3: Batman
1: more impressive because, like, right now, all the shit we have on our phones makes technology kind of like old hat. Oh,
0: good point.
1: And then if they go back to the 90s, you have the wonderful toys that he has, yeah, he's got to make up.
2: He's ahead
0: of the game. He's using fucking Game Boys
2: and pages. Like
3: in the nineties,
0: no god, just shithole. Yeah, (laughs) just like New York was in the eighties and early nineties, and Detroit is now. Uh, I mean, so yeah, (laughs) I just it's funny because it's almost like they see Captain Marvel and they're like, hey, let's do that.
3: Uh, I think what they're doing, and you'll you'll echo this in the next bullet point, but I think what the DCU is has gravitated towards is making each film just independent of anything. And I
0: think that's the smart way no to go. No tie-ins, yes. just
3: let's make More this them. film. And so the way to do this for Batman is to do a prequel. What
0: are the prequel? They did Aqua at a minimum billion dollars. Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. in the next story was regarding that. They're saying it's not a sequel and will be a standalone adventure like the James Bond movies. Uh, again, fine. Great idea. Stop trying to shoehorn it in. But I'm afraid, well, how do you explain Steve Trevor? He's just never,
3: he'll just show up and they won't have to explain it because. That's a tough one right there. I don't see how they're, how they make it a standalone with Steve Trevor.
1: What this does now is it completely takes it out of a in a different direction than Marvel movies. Yes. Or Marvel movies are building on continuity. They're creating a story that you can follow through the ages. It jumps around. And the character changes and has different arcs according to these different times. Um, and you know James Bond is just always James Bond. Yeah. No matter what movie you see him in, he's always the same fucking guy. So it's going to detract from the character, I think, a little bit. But if they want to go about this route just to be different,
0: that's fine. So in James Bond, like there's a uh, it says in this article, uh, characters die and then they just come back and with a different actor recast in a different movie. Nobody explains it. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just don't know how do you explain Chris Pine, Steve Trevor in a 1984 uh time period
3: okay they don't care I guess. No. so we'll see
0: <laughs> yes but look it makes if they don't care why do we care? we don't care either it kind of makes sense and uh, They're like
1: oh this is getting in the way of me making my movie that i want to make so <laughs> fuck em.
0: i would love to see wonder woman throughout the time standalone wonder woman movies uh good do it do something dcu don't blow it shazam is next uh and are you guys feeling any buzz for shazam coming out very soon I'm feeling a buzz. Well, Rugs uh, is feeling
3: yeah, a buzz. Wrong guy to ask. The wrong different well, maybe yeah. let me rephrase the question. I gotta, I gotta say I haven't really felt I mean, I personally am excited yeah, for me it. Me too. But I haven't really felt any it sort of It looks buzz.
0: like it's gonna be fun, like a lot of good laughs, and then some uh hard hitting action. It's
3: tough to really generate buzz when you have the, the shitstorm that was the Captain Amer- Captain Marvel buzz yes. and then and Endgame. Avengers Endgame yeah.
0: following that. And Game of Thrones.
1: And, and you sandwich
3: in between yes. that? It's yeah. Tough to generate buzz. I've
0: heard
1: good things, uh, but You know, Shazam is a character that no one really gives a fuck about for the most part, so you really can't fuck it up. Right,
0: so it may just be a lot of fun. we got carte blanche. Uh, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think I'm excited for this one. Uh, And uh, that'll be the next movie. And then we got Endgame. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here and play some promos as we do every episode. But before we do that, I want to share our new promo with you, the listener. You guys are great. One of our great listeners bought us some John Bailey cameo videos john bailey at epic voice guy uh you know his voice you've heard him on honest trailers so i he got a couple of different clips and i cut together two 30 second promos and a one minute promo that's combining the two 30 second promos that's the one i'm gonna play but this is all to say if you are a podcaster and you have a show you wanna do a promo swap, we'll play yours, you play ours. Just reach out. You can email us, show at jocanair.com. I'll show
3: you mine if you show me yours. We will
0: show you ours all day long, son. Uh, and we'll do a promo swap. But here you go. I don't think you guys have heard this long, one no. full one-minute version. Here it is. Uh, super produced by me, I guess.
2: You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran.
0: So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony.
3: Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rugboy.
1: <laughs> yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. <laughs>
3: as they talk
2: over one another.
3: Just exactly uh, the car same car as, J- it, as, okay. as the- Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry.
0: Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money.
1: Just give us the money.
2: Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on Comic book movies. Who's that?
3: Never said that. You've never said that.
1: Who cares? A jock said that.
0: Comic book, TV, movie reviews,
1: news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast.
0: It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Ugh. Jock and Nerd. That's pretty <laughs> epic. Yeah, That's the word I was going to use. <laughs> wow, epic! What do you guys think? Honestly, that's all I, I'm kind of proud of the way I. You said him. you said cursing and then you said boobies. Yeah, that's the yeah. it's absurd humor. You should have said penis.
3: subverting. That's or, not even a curse. That's not a curse. Yeah. Or you just put in the beep that I told you. Uh, yeah, yeah Ball. you know
0: what? I, I was too lazy to take a second pass at it. Okay. <laughs> I like subverting expectations. Anyways, if you want that promo, uh, it'll be linked in the show notes. Downloaded. Uh, show us your promo. And we'll love it long time podcast. <laughs> mm. Okay, we'll be right back right after this break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Don't worry, Toby, just use the force. Like in that film. You know?
2: 365 Flicks Podcast. 365 Flicks Podcast. Come and listen to it right after you finish this podcast you're listening to. It's got Chris and Kevin and a weather guy called Toby. What's the point in a weather report on a podcast? I hear you ask. Well, there's only one way to find out. Download every episode that is currently out. And listen to those bad boys right now. It's called Toby Osmond, who is kind of a guest host, but thinks he is the most important part of the podcast. Hashtag not joking. Find 365 on iTunes, Libsyn, Spotify, and awesome websites like DangerEntertainment.net, Nerdly.co.uk, and Tangent Bound Network. It's like shit in a field.
3: Hey, my name's Paul and I'm not an animal expert
2: I'm Donna and I'm not an animal expert either And together we
3: do a podcast about animals called Varmints.
2: Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it and bring you some interesting facts about that animal
3: But we don't stop there, we talk about that animal in movies, TV and other pop culture
2: And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10
3: it's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
0: Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com.
2: Studios.com. Ha ha! enter.
0: Listeners, sign up to our awesome fan club over at jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, it's a place where you can help out the show and tip us and send us your support via paper green digital money. Any kind of money. Uh, but what you get in return is bonus content and lots of perks depending on the tier you choose. Everyone gets a bonus RSS feed. It's like the main podcast, Jockinerd podcast feed, but there's extra shit in there. All the shows come out there early. This show, the spin-off show, you got post shows, instant reactions. And uh, like you just heard, we had to talk about the Avengers Infinity War trailer and we put it up on the Patreon uh, real quick so you guys can check out a sample. Thank you to our latest Patreon supporter, Jay Davis. Thank you so much, Jay. Thanks, dude. For supporting the show. One dollar. I not like it. One dollar. We'll take it. If everybody listening signs up for one dollar a month, it's a good start. That's awesome.
3: We would saying. be,
0: we'd be, <laughs> and we'd love it. Listen, and th- we'd be so humbled by yes. this. Yes. <laughs> all of this humbles me to no end. Thank you to everyone who has provided continued support this whole time. Uh, we're four, and uh, we couldn't have done this without you. Four. I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? Four. Four, four rugs on a scale of asshole drunk to passed out drunk where where you at right now one to spongebob one to spongebob
1: where you at now i'm like kind of like in the middle i'm like okay. i'm not gonna pass out i think i can rally this whole show
0: Wowie zowie! i love it that's what
1: the- Jay J davis gave us a dollar he expects you to yes. be i can't coherent. say that um i'm gonna make any sense it's all right drunk
0: boy is always fun on the show and i think
1: i can't say i'm not gonna talk over anthony at every opportunity that i can gotcha. check but uh yeah
0: i'll make it through the show Listen, i think the listeners love drunk boy
1: it's a special special occasion have i repeated myself too many no. times
3: not yet not yet
1: oh. not yet i think i'm coming at it i've been drinking water like there's nobody's
3: business that's good you'll wake up tomorrow feeling brand new with a fucking headache maybe no water as long as he he stays up and keeps drinking water he should be good yeah
0: Yeah. wash it out all right let's get to the review for this episode we are going to be reviewing the first season of umbrella academy on the netflix here's your spoiler alert Strap yourselves in you fucks spoiler time this ten episode season TV show, based on a comic book created by Gerard Way and Gabriel Bá, published by Dark Horse Comics, uh, started coming out way back in two thousand seven. It's still coming out, but there's only been like fifteen issues. Yeah,
1: it's like released on like a kind of mini series. And then, and then they kind of go back to a ne- another miniseries. So it's like little installments that you get. Oh,
0: so there's like short stories and full issues, but not a lot of source material. No. Uh, compared to some of the other things, uh, Gerard Way, Gabriel Ball, also executive, co-executive producing on the show. Um, I just like the last name, Ba. 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 What's your last name? Ba. ba. It's badass. <laughs> just one. Just one ba. You didn't finish it. No, I finished it. Yeah. Uh, The show in a nutshell is about a group of kids. Apparently way back in uh, October of 1989, 43 women who were not pregnant when they started suddenly were nine months pregnant, all had babies at the same time. This rich British dude, Reginald Hargreaves, adopts seven of them. and he's able to get his hands on
1: seven so after like uh, Tracy Morgan comes into the show and impregnates everybody (laughs) instantly Instantly.
0: this dude just
1: comes in and sweeps Uh, up a couple of the
0: kids he's like I'm gonna take some and I'm gonna train them to fight crime he creates a place called the Umbrella Academy Uh, years go by Reginald Hargreeves dies the family reconvenes to their mansion uh, that is looked after by a chimp named Pogo who's awesome and uh, their robot android mom, Grace. Right, <laughs> and uh, you know it's a dysfunctional family drama disguised it's a
3: b- bunch of stunted kids about a bunch and of shenanigans going
1: on about the death of their father. Good one. Yeah,
0: So let's start with. Uh, I have a feeling. Uh, who should we start with? Rugs, you're the drunkest overall. <laughs> what did you think of the ten episode season? Well, I read the original Umbrella Academy. Oh, you have. I have not.
1: Yeah, I don't remember it because it was a fucking long time ago. It was like 10 years ago. He's
0: been trying to get this made since 2008. It was going to be a movie at one point and then it fell through and then it finally became the show.
1: I remember when I read it, it gave me like shades of like he was a fan of Watchmen. He was a fan of Doom Patrol. He was a fan of all those fucking weird ass fucking things. And it was like an homage to all those things. And uh, the art style is very like Mike Mignola-esque. Um, Gabriel Ba's artwork is like kind of like that simple, but heavy blacks, uh, very cartoony. And, um, it's quite different than this show. Like the heart of it, the, the, the essence of it is, is here, but like there's so many changes. Um, but it's, um, it's a weird ass show. It it reminds me a lot. I mean, there's so many things on right now that are like this,
0: which is uh, interesting. Yeah.
1: But, um, I enjoyed the show. Uh, I, I don't think it was perfect. No. I think that it was slow in places yeah. and I think that it was kind of like beating a dead horse every once in a while, yeah. but I do think that there was some cool stuff in there as well. Uh
0: yeah. Uh you know, the other similar shows you mentioned, Deadly Class on Sci-Fi, Doom Patrol on the DC Universe, both shows of uh dysfunctional family dynamics.
3: Anthony, uh we kind of forced you to watch this, didn't we? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know what there was it was forced but i had heard enough of the hype to just think to myself i should at least check this out i
0: mean it was so buzzy it was so huge for uh, a minute there everybody was talking about it so you could thank you for getting through it what did you think once you got through it because i kind of heard your thoughts when you were like six episodes in yeah and the last three episodes are kind of important so now i'm interested to know what you
3: think once you got through the whole thing so my opening thoughts are this is the this is what I imagine. This is not. I'm not talking about the comic. Yeah. I've never read the comic. Yeah. This is what I imagine most hipster comic book fans <laughs> that are off the beaten path will point to and go, No, you don't know what you're talking about. The real shit is the indie stuff. You should check out Umbrella Academy on Netflix. <laughs> and then you Marvel. fucking check that out and you just go, uh. What's the hype? This is just okay. Yeah. Not, there's nothing, for me, I just felt the show was all right. I mean, I probably would have quit through six or seven episodes yeah, in. Yeah. Um, for me, the slow was really meandering, really slow at points, really redundant with the secrets that sometimes never get revealed, and it's just secrets on top of secrets. And, oh, let's start off the show by saying the apocalypse is coming, yet move at a fucking snail's pace for ten episodes. Yeah. So... For me, I don't know. I just found the show kind of meandering. There are some cool things. I enjoyed some of the characters. Yeah. M- most of the characters uh it's so wacky that I really can't relate to anybody on the show. Really? Yeah, not really. Oh. I mean, there's I mean the the my two favorite characters are Five and uh Klaus. Yep. Yep. Um but overall, I mean, it has some decent stuff. It is a little wacky. Um but I found the show kind of be kind of be just a little meandering and I did not like the episode where everything happens and then doesn't happen. And he undoes it at the very end. And, and the ending is, is terrible. <laughs> <didn't, so> the, <laughs> it, is, it is banking on a second season yeah, of the show. Well, when, yeah. When, in my opinion, you need to you need to bang out a good first season. You didn't
0: think the last three episodes uh, kind of was like a better thing or didn't save it for you?
3: It was all right. I mean, I started getting into it yeah, by the end. Yeah. But then that last episode, man, that, that, that ending... An ending. There's good and bad things about that that ending. That ending's rough. There is
0: some rough parts Uh, for me. I have not read the comic book, and I heard the buzz, and we had already reviewed Deadly Class Doom Patrol. This was next on the list. I, I
3: haven't done the entire season.
0: No, we did just pilot episodes, which is you know they're weekly shows, Uh, and this one is different because you can watch all ten of them at once. And I really, I had fun. This was like right up my alley. I love when it's like kind of quirky, wacky. It's like it's very light. Uh, It's kind of like I read this somewhere and I love it. It's like Wes Anderson and Tim Burton had an X-Men baby. Uh, You know, I loved a lot of the musical scenes. Uh, I love the characters like the character driven nature of it. This is what really hooked me was like learning about these characters Uh, for same with me. My favorites are number five and Klaus. Uh, but is he six or seven or was he four? Uh, he is Uh, Klaus is I have it here we will go through the characters in a second okay Uh, Klaus is number four gotcha Uh, but I yes there, it has pacing issues some of the dialogues a little bit iffy some of the there's too many secrets and reveals uh, the ending I love the whole scene in the concert hall but some of it was also kind of hokey uh, but overall dude i was uh, i just got time travel it's got fucking weird powers but it's really just a, a, a dysfunctional family uh trying to reconnect it's
1: not like a linear straight like easy to digest story yes it they on purpose they kind of like don't tell you anything they just they just kind of hint at things yeah. and then like Pogo, they never go into no, Pogo. He's just there. They yeah. never go into the fact that the father is probably an alien.
0: Oh what? Really? Why yeah. what?
1: what? In the comic book. Oh, he's an, he's alien. an
0: alien? He was right. such
1: a dick to them. So um <laughs> They don't go into the fact that there's other kids that most of them died.
0: Well, my first question is what happened to the other fucking 36 or however yeah, many so kids a lot were? lot of them
1: died because their parents abandoned them ah. because they didn't want them in the first place. Do
0: those kids ever show up later in the comic? Could, could... And
1: there are kids with powers that are not of those. So the could seven. they
0: do like second season, like an X Men, like have a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? Yeah, kind there of thing. is. Something like okay. that. Yeah.
3: Ah, see? I, I don't know. For me, the, the, the show stacked itself with mystery after mystery after mystery a little too many mysteries yeah, yeah. for me it just was a little too many mysteries <laughs> you can't you can't base the whole show everything off of well we got to figure this one you out. know
0: that's the biggest criticism that i heard What's is, is that this it, now it doesn't matter anymore oh wait <laughs> it does matter
1: there, there there was way too many un no payoffs right in yeah. a lot yeah. of DCs. Yeah. like lost basically yeah. fucking they dangle something in you, but in front of you, and they never intend to pay it off um I got that exact feeling as well, but I read the comics, so I had a little bit more um I was like, oh, I remember this, oh, mm-hmm. this is different, and oh that doesn't that's not how it goes, but like um the thing that I liked about it um was that they really went for it in a lot of ways, they went for like the most silliest shit, yeah. and they just committed to it, yeah. I don't know if it worked half the time, but they went for it, and I respect that. They definitely went for it.
3: Yeah, they, I mean they th- they threw in wacky music cues at every chance they could.
0: Dance whole dance montages, yeah, dance montages. I Hazel, loved all those.
3: Hazel and Cha Cha just being completely over top. One being played by Mary J. Blige. Uh, Klaus popping a boner, getting choked out. While he's being tortured, I mean, they were just Great. going all out it. With, it, with it. I mean, let, let's just go, let's just make this as black a comedy as possible yeah
0: i think we're alone now debbie gibson dancing is that debbie gibson or tiffany i forget it's one of those it's tiffany it's tiffany that dance scene is like one of the best dance scenes i've seen in a show in a long time it would it told you so much about their character and it was in the first episode goofy as fuck it pulls away like a dollhouse but so charming. like
1: like the characters are all weird like you got number one yeah let's talk about the characters like number one is like the golden boy and uh he luther he so much wants to get approval from the monocle and, um, which is the dad. Yeah. And, uh, w- uh, he fails and then he gets transformed into this like ape-like being. Kind of horrific. And then the father just sends him to the moon. Yes. I mean, and the thing is, is like after he finds out that his dad just sent him away because he couldn't stay on the side of him anymore. Yeah. He just still wants to do his father's bidding.
0: Yeah. He just, just blindly of kind of, that, yes. Like,
1: like a beaten wife. Yeah, it just yeah. keeps coming back for more. It's just—he's just a hard character to like, and then he loves his sister. Yeah, but he's kind he of loves like, his sister. Like yeah. it's very like fucking, uh, you know, Lannister like you know a little weird. bit. I mean, they're not blood It's, it's like a
3: weird Superman Jamie feel. I, I just yeah. never—I could never really get into his character. The only yeah. time I could ever get into his character, you'll laugh is when he's at the fucking rave, and he's finally letting loose for the that, first
0: time. You know, that was a pretty fucking funny scene. And he hooks and he's, up with a girl. <laughs> because you see this giant, hairy, ape-body dude in the fucking rave on
3: Molly. He was a tough character, though, to, to really feel anything.
0: Yeah, before. to relate to. I will agree. Okay, how about number two? Diego Hargreaves. His powers are he can throw knives and they can like and bend to throw. He can throw around corners and shit. Here, here's and my problem
3: with Diego. Yeah. A lot of his relationship on the show is based off his relationship with Patch. Yes, and and they kill her. And they not only they kill her, but you never really get a... You know, there's not a ton of scenes between them. No, so you, not, you never yeah. really... Patch is well, basically fridged right off the bat, and that's to, his main motivation. To give him a motivation. I really enjoyed him and, and Klaus and, and some of the brother
0: bonding. That was good. Uh, you know, But, but his him. whole
3: thing is is... His patch, and, and so it, and his of, mom. Obviously. Some of these
0: guys are a little tropey. Like here, you have another hot-headed Latino character. You know, you see that a lot. A lot of these characters are kind of cliche well, trope. That didn't
3: even cross my mind to be honest with you. Uh, he was a Latino and yeah. hot head.
0: But uh, well, that's been that's been thrown around. If you mm. you know, it's uh, some of it gets cliche. Number three, Allison Hargreaves, who reminded me a lot of Iris Candace Pandas Katten, Candace Patton from uh, the Flash. Uh, she looks just like her. Uh, she, she does a little bit. That's a good. She point. is a celebrity, famous in movies. But you never get the sense of that. You don't. I mean, you get a little bit. People know her, but she's called the rumor also because she can tell people what to do just by saying, "I heard a rumor." She
3: is this, and they do the it. good version of uh, Kilgrave. Oh right. yeah, she's of Kilgrave. Except, except she also uses it for a little nefarious stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: C- kind of heartbreaking both times when she I uses it on Vodka. I liked her
3: character a little bit because. Yeah. Out of all the characters, she realizes that her powers are, are really a curse for her.
0: Yeah, because she accidentally uses it on her daughter.
2: No, she doesn't. Act- when she doesn't accidentally, well, does she's just frustrating on her daughter to get yeah. to go to sleep. She, yeah. she
3: was so used to using it at that point to get what yeah. she wanted that she was using it on her own kid. Very easy
0: to uh, do bad liked, stuff with I that, that power. I
3: liked that. I actually yeah. liked yeah. that character, yeah which uh,
0: makes her
1: boring because she doesn't ever use her powers.
3: That's true. You don't. You don't ever get to see her. She. She only tries to use it once and gets. gets fucking
0: sliced which is a huge moment okay number four klaus hargreaves one of i think everyone's standout a fucking flamboyant junkie who can communicate with the dead but
1: a little bit more also i think that's the best written character on the show because it is a curse for him he's fucking can't like you know if you go back into his childhood his dad locked him in a fucking morgue yes so he can deal with the ghosts to try and get over the powers but it just traumatizes him to the the degree where he can't even take it so he
0: drugs himself up it makes sense it it dulls his powers so then he doesn't see the ghosts but the his character arc i thought was really good his relationship with the next guy number uh or number six who is ben who is the brother that let me just say something real quick
3: about klaus yeah i think why he's so relatable I mean, you know, he's flamboyant and he's he's homosexual obviously and he's um, this kind of this wacky goofball character, but what makes him so relatable is the fact that he's just he has an addiction and he's suppressing pain with this addiction. And then when he tries a gold cold turkey, it's too hard for him at times, so he keeps going back, which is something I think most people can have some sort of relationship with someone yeah, that has yeah. that, that problem, an addiction problem.
0: Whether it's dead people or, you know, your life that,
1: you have, right. that
3: you're he's, running, he's suppressing
0: from. something. Yes, it is an escape. It's right. it's dulling the he senses. Has a good arc
1: though, because at the end of the show, he, he kind stays of stays sober. He stays sober, and he learns to use his powers, uh, or maybe he using his powers in a way he never did before.
3: Right. I mean, and so, then and then throwing in the the random Vietnam tie. I really that was amazing,
0: dude. That was so crazy. Some of my favorite favorite moments from the show involve Klaus. In a span of a day, he spends a year in Vietnam, falls in love with a guy who. This guy becomes his kind of guiding factor moving forward because he could see him even though he's dead. That was nuts. He just wants to
1: see him again. So that's yes. why he wants to become sober.
0: Right. right.
3: And, and, and the, keep the, the a scene shit at the, the war, the, the veterans bar was one of the better scenes. in the Where he,
0: And he's in the fucking photo right. and everyone, that he's looking at. What the fuck at? is wrong with like, this guy? What are you guy? doing in here? But the torture scene was also great because he was getting off. And then they start waterboarding him. And he's like, oh, my God, I was so thirsty. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, Klaus had like the best lines, uh, some of the best stuff. Uh, Klaus is number four. Now let's get to number five, played by Adrian Gallagher. Number five doesn't even have a name, but he has the ability to jump through space and time. And in the first episode, sets up the whole kind of thing. Having he's also s- the
3: biggest badass on the show, dude, he's the biggest badass. He has, guy, he, he's the guy that drives the plot forward. When yes. I mean, he, he's set up to be the guy.
0: And I and you every time he's on actor
3: screen who played him was great. Yeah.
0: Aiden Gallagher would make a great Damian Wayne Robin.
3: Playing a, playin a 58-year-old pretty uh senile, seen it all old man in a 13 year old body, whatever and the hell You buy he's it. Playing.
0: Like yeah. you totally buy his confidence and uh his wisdom that he has in this fucking body. Uh that he was Aiden Gallagher standout, amazing. Uh, number six is who's ben. number six that's Ben
3: Ben's dead throughout the entire <laughs> so show Ben's
0: dead but you do see them when they're kids when they have the fun domino mask which I thought the detail to leave their eyes white was interesting made a very graphic where you know we could have seen their eyes but it was just clear white and, and well, alludes, you see him as a ghost too you see him as a ghost but in that remember in that scene where they're kids he goes into the room and you just see shadows of like tentacles and people screaming and he comes out all bloody you're like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, that moment at the end, when Klaus finally can channel him, and he's, the tentacles come out and save him. That last episode, that was fucking pretty great. Geek I, boomer.
3: I thought Ben was a clever. There, it was a clever way to kill off a character and keep a little mystery, but then also have him be in it by being the guy that's talking to Klaus throughout the entire yeah. show. I thought that was yeah. that was clever.
0: Then, of course, you have number seven. Vanya. Uh, who, who is going to be the most well-known person on the show to people? Ellen Page. I hated her playing a 15-year-old boy. She plays <laughs> in a lot of.
1: Movies. Yeah, she was like a shitty character, but whatever. Written,
3: she written so poorly. Okay, let me let me get yes, on my soapbox about yes. Vanya. Yeah. How the fuck does that character not realize that that dude is a creep right let up from the get-go? It's
0: creepy from the beginning. Yes, I will admit, but yeah. She's so poorly written. You got to understand her whole life. Nobody told her she was special. This, all this guy had to do is be like,
3: Vanya, you are special and she's down. Very easy. That's the problem with this show is the secrets too? like two of the main secrets. You realize right off the bat, you know, it's going to be Vanya doesn't have any powers, right? She's probably the most powerful one. She has powers. Yeah. This dude that she's hooking up with, is a bad guy. He's you realize that guy. the first yeah. fucking episode you see him. Yeah. So, so yeah, those are two big mysteries that right away It's pretty predictable. Solved. Yeah.
0: Plus, you don't get to see Vanya's flashbacks. Like, you don't find out until like the last or second to last episode that she's like killed all these nannies on the way to get to well, I don't even know that.
3: I know that you could you just know right off the bat that they she's they set her up to be the most powerful character.
0: I mean, she's the Dark Phoenix. She's Jean Grey. Right. They Dark Phoenixed her. So, yes, it does get kind of predictable through the show where you're like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be Leonard's eye. That caught me off guard. But then I was like, yeah, was
3: oh. But why do they she- have to cast that character to be a slime ball right off the bat?
0: Leonard? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Look he could have been uh, this uh, this like white knight that came in and, and, and like was so heroic. I mean, in the comic books, he's like a full-fledged supervillain. Mm. That, oh, like, that like that uh, like charms her, saying like you know like you were never loved by your your super team, but you can join my super team.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
0: And this one, he's just kind of meek and kind of uh,
3: squ- he, small yeah. talks his way. He, in. He's unassuming in terms of he just wants to learn how to play the violin. And-
0: I did love the backstory of where he was bored on the same day. I bay, like that. Thought he should have been in the academy, and Hargreaves just fucking humiliates him. Out in public. He's like, get lost,
3: kid. And he's got an abusive dad. That that all's And he has an abusive dad.
0: Yeah. And he's really Harold Jenkins. So it kind of makes sense. And and the the scene where she finally killed him, I thought, was fitting. It was a fitting end to fucking Leonard. Uh, But then you were like, all right, it's over. Now what? Oh, there's more. It's like Judgment Day. You can't stop it. You can never stop it. It was going to happen. All the time. Well, he fakes this crime so she uses her
1: powers and kills innocent people. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which I knew that was the minute I saw that, I was like, oh, he fucking staged this. I know he staged this. Hmm. And of course he does. So it takes predictable paths to these things. Uh, but I the, some of the character work saved it for me. Here's a come of the, some of the stuff I loved the title card placement every episode where Umbrella Academy would pop up. I love that. They didn't waste any time with an opening credit scene, you know?
3: I liked it. Yeah.
0: That was very uh, well done. Uh, let's talk about Cha Cha and Hazel. Mary J. Blige and Cameron Britton as future assassins. I liked
1: Hazel. These uh, two were, Hazel. were
0: were they almost stole the show. Their side story. They were so good. I didn't understand why Hazel wanted to be with the donut lady. Right. Uh, that didn't. <laughs> well, he's make
3: been any he's sense. been traveling all his life and never had to settle. Got to settle down. Just like a nice simple well, person. Before we get into that,
1: yeah, I need to address. Yeah. Um,
0: well, you're doing everything you like, right? It doesn't matter. We'll go, what do we want uh, to talk no, about? No, go ahead. Keep going. With you're the you drunk like. one. Before you forget, spit it out.
1: No, no, I was going to say <laughs> the thing that really, uh, and I think this is in the comics as well. Yeah. That doesn't need to be there. They should have edited it out of the show. Yeah. Is the whole timeline police.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, think
1: that even though, um, Cha Cha and his cool. Yeah. Um, they were really, um, unnecessary in this story. Yeah. And there was so much more things to do with these characters. There's so much more history that we, they could have got into that would have been interesting to watch. But this whole time police thing is, you don't need that. Like you just, you could just have five knowing the future and needing to stop it. And you don't need the whole That's time true. police it, thing. The time it, police it doesn't adds, do anything. It just adds a lot of convoluted, stupid stuff that would be otherwise believable I- with a leap of faith. So now it just takes like you to another level of being even more weird even more unbelievable, and now you just got to like swallow that too.
3: That's a that's a very good point. I, the story actually doesn't change if you don't if you take you out take the time. out the, the yeah, it's unnecessary.
1: It's completely an un, unnecessary device. It's a tighter story. It doesn't story. add anything to the story at
3: all. So let me let me throw in one more thing on the yeah. time, please. I'm more yeah. of a nitpick. Yeah, but God damn it. None of those motherfuckers can shoot. Everybody. Jesus Christ. The entire team in the last episode is running straight down the bowling lanes and all the bullets. Uh, And they're shooting at the floor. (laughs) Why are you shooting at the
0: floor? I thought that too. What are we doing here? I was like, and well, how do you think that's a good idea? Let's run straight that way where they're pointing their guns and there's nowhere to hide.
3: I mean, you you have characters with powers. Yeah. Figure out a clever way to get over that.
1: They needed bad guys. And I think that's what uh, they needed for this show. They needed bad guys. Yeah. And I think it's in the comics, this whole, like, timeline police. Is Cha-Cha and Hazel from the comics? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're I all mean, from the I,
0: comics. I mean, gra- they had a great dynamic, but this is where the show dips into. But when I read the comics, I thought the exact same thing. This is all unnecessary bullshit. It, and, you know, it, it dips into Legends of Tomorrow territory.
3: You, gets, the thing, yeah. too, I, okay. I enjoyed Cha-Cha and Hazel for what they were. Yeah. But I, believe, I, I agree with Ruggs. But every time they cut to them, yeah. it slowed down the plot immensely. Mm-hmm. Every time there was the time police shit. Yeah. That was more time spent away from preventing the apocalypse or getting to know the but characters or five, their backstories or their secrets.
0: Five has to go work for the fucking time commission. And then there's like a whole episode burnt there. But then he blows it up and they got to deal with that. But the idea of a chase within a chase, like he's trying to stop this. They're trying to stop him from stopping it. Uh, yeah.
1: Just this whole side story derail. Like Put it this way. You have you have something, a show that's moving slowly. Yeah unraveling, yeah. mysteries, secrets, and then you throw this whole other thing in there, and it just, for me, it's unnecessary and slows everything down, and then you're you're kind of like, you lose your enthusiasm for the show as you're going on because yeah. you're like, what am I even, why do I care about this? So yeah. I really think that if they're going to do something and they're going to translate something for TV, I think they should be able to
3: cut that out. What I, what also happened to me as I was watching the show is, I know when a show is is moving slowly. This is just me. Whenever a show is moving slowly, I'll pause it and look at my phone, and I uh-huh. do this a lot oh, no. during this show. <laughs> and this is only ten episodes. You know, it's yeah. not even a Marvel, you know, Netflix yeah. show, which is thirteen yeah. and can tend to meander a little bit. This was ten, and I felt like they had they had enough maybe meat in there for six.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, yeah, you could go into all of these characters. They all have interesting stories. Like, you never get to see what happens with any of them. No. You never get to see what happens. I mean, you get into five a little bit, but you don't get into everybody else. They could have mined all that and really made us a really rich first season and then worry about the big bads, like it, create a big bad, you know, down the line with all these other. Because you, you the seed is planted, right? You have all these other kids that were born. Some of them died, but some of them do are alive and some of them may be bad. So you have that. You can mine that. You, this whole time fucking cop thing is ridiculous.
3: That That's where I thought they were going to go is the kids that were not captured. Yeah. by Hargreeves. Right. What
0: happened also, uh, to them?
3: Really annoyed. And I know, you know, other shows do this where they reveal the secrets in other seasons, but very annoyed about the fact that they tease for a good while that Hargreaves knew about this being the right time to kill himself, to get the those characters together to prevent the apocalypse. And right. we don't find that out. How does he know? Oh, no how did he know this was going to happen? I mean, the season ends and it's nothing's resolved.
0: No, the world ends and they've jumped. They ooh, jump back in time. Back they've in time, and they've all children become children again. Yes, so yeah. they have got to relive this as kids and uh, stop it. It just, again. it just felt
3: like a kind of a cop out slash. Tune in to season Good, two. She, when she
0: killed Pogo,
3: I was I was a little upset.
0: I was like, oh yeah, that was fuck that happened in the comics. That oh sucked. really. So I think they're going to go Pogo back. Pogo looks
1: great, by the way. The yeah, motion I mean, capture yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, it a, was very impressive.
0: Adam Godley as Pogo. As good as the Planet of the Apes That's movies. what it reminded me of, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's the same people.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. No, and I think, I mean, I thought the a lot of the effects were generally good. The production design was great. The music was great. I, oh, Dolores the mannequin was a fun thing for Five to have carry throughout the whole show
1: yeah but these are all tropes that we've seen before with yes Wilson that's and the thing
0: we have seen all these before i just enjoyed that it was like in this f- different package it really is
1: like a patchwork of all
0: these yeah, different
3: things yeah. that we already know it's a little it's bit just-
0: x-men a little bit Watchmen, a little bit uh
3: of this a little bit of tom hanks L- yeah doom patrol a little
0: bit of doom patrol a yeah. little bit yes which which gerard way went on to write so if you were to listen we, we uh Anthony said something interesting about, we only discussed the pilot of deadly class and doom patrol, but if you were to compare that with this, what would you guys say?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's not tough. fair. We binge this whole fucking thing. That's true.
0: And to Doom judge.
1: patrol. I've only seen a few episodes and deadly class. I've only seen that first two episodes. So I really can't say, I mean, I think that, um, deadly class seems a little bit cleaner. Like it seems like more tidy. In its, uh, it's
0: more standard it, TV, but it's really yeah. violent. Um, Doom
1: Patrol really seems violent. like it got it's got more weird shit coming. Yes, and it's going to be more comic booky and a little bit more out there. i caught
0: up on both of them. I'm really digging Doom Patrol. It's wack. It's fucking I, uh, wacky.
3: I would say that. So I'll, I'll compare the pilots. Yeah. Uh, Deadly Class. By the end of it, I was really into the premise. Yeah. Doom Patrol. By the end of it, I was really into the characters. Yeah. Um. This show I wasn't all that into it until the basically the the last plot where it's he has to save it's the, they set up Ray the time travels and time comes travel and yeah. they set up the fact that doomsday is coming in eight days and they have to so they set up a good premise for a show yeah. I think in the I, first I thought
0: it had a good first episode like, same way with yeah I, I, I
3: didn't think it was as good as the other two pilots mm. to be honest mm. with you mm.
0: uh, I would recommend the Doom Patrol is really good but I'm probably I, I, will, me, I will
3: watch Doom Patrol once I, it's all
0: done
3: I, I yeah I feel like it. I have to
0: binge it yeah. I definitely would recommend this to anyone looking for. A I don't
3: know if I would. Really? I don't know. I think. I think it's a type of show where I don't think. I think you got to go. You have to kind of enjoy a little yeah. bit of wackiness. I see. You like
2: How do you
1: How do you rate this? Like in in the grand scheme of like uh, these TV shows.
3: In it's, it's, it definitely is. It's the type of show that throws everything against the wall for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I do admire that. Um, but if I'm talking about just overall general interest in the plot, I I just felt like it moved way too slow.
1: Uh, especially for we're a show that you're And binging. it wasn't compelling enough. Like, nobody really grabbed you enough to really...
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, who is the character that you go and you watch the show and you go, I, I have to see what, what happens next? Number five. Right. The only guy is maybe number five. Number five, you know, because just because it's a cool concept of, a, of an adult in a kid's body. Yeah, but there's no yeah. one else where you go, I, man. That character really, really grabbed me. Like, you, like who's who's the who is the charismatic? It's like right like for instance, Doom Patrol. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Brendan as, Fraser as, as, as the it. robot dude. Yeah, right yeah, off the bat, yeah, you go. Yeah. I want to fucking see how this guy lives. Yeah, I want more of this. Yeah, yeah. What? Who does that for you in this show? You know, really,
0: it's not. You know, again, we're gonna go back to Klaus and five, but really, when when. When they're all together, it's it kind of works, but there is no one person. It's the group. It's the family.
3: It takes a while for me to even. It took a while for me to, me to even warm up to Klaus. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't mm-hmm. anyone that grabbed me and went. You know, like even let's look at the Marvel Netflix shows. You, right off the bat, you know, Kingpin or Punisher, right. or yeah. Dr- yeah. Jessica yep. Jones or Kilgrave. You know, yep. those are all yep. really compelling things. There's nothing yeah. in this that, at least for me, that that pulled me in enough to go, okay, I'm going to ignore the fact that this plot is moving real slow because I just enjoy watching you act.
1: I feel like that there's like everybody is such a flawed character and and it was meant to be that way that they're they're really hard to like off the bat. They really are. They are. They, they're, they're people you have to kind of warm up to and accept their flaws. Um, so there's that. But when I watched this show, I was like, oh, well, it's very well done. It's nicely shot. Um, there's some nice production value to it. Um, so I did like that. And uh, I read the comic, so I knew what I was getting into. So it didn't really surprise me how weird and how slow it went. But at the same time, I'm, I'm imagining, okay, I'm watching this. I get it, but is anybody else going to get it? And are people going to be like, I don't fucking get what's going on. This is, this show is completely out it's, there.
0: It's not that weird. It's not as weird as Legion. I think if you like quirky light, you know, like a light Watchmen type of shows, if you like that vibe, uh, it's a yeah, good the Watchmen
1: watch. is so much like it. Watchmen is a brilliant thing that yeah, no, is, this is not is to, that level. to realities yes. and all that type of stuff. This is like, it's, it's asking you to make a lot of leaps with them into weird territories. So, um, I mean, it was
0: weird, but I think You got it, it,
1: incest. <laughs> you got fucking weird daddy issues. not sleep with each other. They just you kids. got, yeah, daddy um,
0: issues is, uh, you got is got a
1: unexplained thing. chimps. You got that time are smart. travel
0: though. and you got time you got travel. You got.
1: People talking to mannequins. You got
0: drug use. You got, you got yeah, drug people, use. You got people wearing, uh, uh, you know, creepy, fun, like, yeah, big hats. You have
1: this weird uh, time fucking office where people just fucking, for some reason, no one knows why they have to keep the
3: timeline a certain <laughs> way. And, then, you, then you got weird tie-ins to real history, like the Hindenburg and all this stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. They were like, he had to go back and make it crash.
3: Right. JF Kennedy. So you got all this yeah. weird shit. That's oh, I forgot
0: there. about that whole fucking thing. So there's like a lot of stuff.
3: There's that a like,
1: lot
0: in here.
3: That people might be like, this is
1: just too much for me. I'm trying to like uh, get into this, but it keeps taking me into weird spots. Some people might be along for the ride, but I don't expect most people to be yeah. along for the ride. Mm.
0: I think a lot of people watch this, and this is something it's totally up my alley. Uh, I love the music. The Spotify playlist is, is a lot of fun. It's got a lot of great cuts. I think the use of music was great. Did you guys think Alan Page was actually playing the violin? How did that look to you?
3: <laughs> no. Okay. I have, I have no comment.
0: on yeah. No, not in a million years. <laughs> she did. I thought she faked it well. I've never played a violin, so... Uh, My sister used to to play when she was little, but I thought she did a good job of studying and
3: faking it uh, for the show. Ellen Page seems to play a very similar character in all her shit. She
0: does a lot. She Lately, she does... But she does it well, that kind of quiet, soft-spoken... But she got badass and started floating and fucking killing people, so... (laughs) Shooting things from the, her bow. The, she's the white violin. The right? white violin, yeah. which is like the opposite of the Dark Phoenix. Take so. a look at what she looks like in the comic books, Anthony.
3: I saw it briefly, but I'm going to look at it. What does she
0: look way. like? How is it different? She's a violin.
1: Oh, she's, she's an got, actual like, strings. She's naked and she's got a violin
3: on her
0: body oh oh does she play herself no
1: this is very she's straight. the
0: violin
3: oh I see it yeah wow that's she, the
0: this, is, this is very like vertigo like Sandman you know DC vertigo but this that's the shit I always like but this is weird yeah she's the violin she's all white
3: wow i didn't find it weird as so much as there's just a lot that sh- like i said a lot of shit that they threw up against the wall yeah there's a lot of going on like what, what else can we what else can we put in this let's do this that this
0: <laughs> and there's a donut store and he's gonna fall in love and uh what else happens it worked when i
1: read it because it was you know gerard way from yeah. My Chemical Romance, and I was like, this guy's probably got a fucked up fandom. Yeah. And, like, he used to be a fat fanboy, just like all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Speak for
3: yourself there,
1: bub. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) But, um,
1: (laughs) what I'm saying is is that this dude has loved comics his whole life. Yeah. So, you could, when you read the comic book, you're like, oh, he's doing an homage to all this shit. Yeah, yeah. He's putting his own little spin on it. He's using his little, like, you know, uh, Tim Burton fantasy shit going on in here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when you actually make a show about it, um, I think that some things just don't quite
0: well, work. you know, good for him being involved and in trying to keep it true to the source material. And the fact that this guy did this while he was still in My Chemical Romance, what an amazing career. I'm jealous of this guy's career. that He gets to be in a band, but he does truly. He went to SVA Manhattan for cartooning and illustration. Right. So he is a cartoonist and writer. And uh, the band just hit at the right time, and then they came back to comics. I think
1: he's pretty talented, and it's I think that he could write some cool stuff. Yeah, I don't think that he's he's a shitty writer. I just think that his ideas are very out there, and they may not be for everybody. That's
0: all.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was okay. I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't all that impressed, all right. to be honest with you.
0: We don't need to rank it. I think it's clear where everybody well, lands. What's your
1: What's your overall opinion? Would you recommend him, Ron?
0: I would if you like weird shit. Quirky shit. Uh, okay. I recommend it.
1: I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did enjoy watching and I was like, I would probably watch another season of it. Um, but I know what it, what the source material is. So I was kind of prepared from the get go. And I was just like a little bit like um bored with some of the side stories. And I was like, Oh, you got so much good stuff you can get into. So I was a little bit kind of like disappointed in, and stuff that they chose not to cover, and the fact that there were all these unresolved issues.
0: Would you recommend reading the comic? Sure. I mean, just
1: for the artwork. The artwork yeah. is pretty cool. It's
0: only 15 issues. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where they're
3: going to go if he's going to make more. Anthony, final thoughts, would you recommend? You know, I feel like if I said I would recommend it to someone that enjoys quirky, weird stuff, yeah, that would be a cop-out on yeah. how I feel about the show. Yeah, so I'm going to say this: I don't recommend it.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. ah, <laughs> the the, the show hits. is too
3: slow for you. I mean, yeah. I was bored. I, it, yeah. It's a ten-episode okay. show on Netflix that yeah. meant to be binged, and I, after six episodes, I was sitting there going, "Shit, really? man, <laughs> this, is I, well, they, what, this is still going on." <laughs> I, it really—I don't know—it really soured me when there was the episode where everything was—you don't was like undone. when they
0: fuck with the timeline. And no, undo because then things. the next episode yeah. Yeah. they
3: rehashed some of those plot points again for you where that like, ep- rrr, there rrr.
0: was character development in that episode that was just undone like luther i know kissed i know it's Allison.
3: like i mean it's i don't even care it's just in they undid all that it. it just was a waste like that that episode was just the epitome of a waste of my time
0: <laughs> it was kind of
2: filary, I, know, I know i know it's it like a, they
3: show what could have been and i understand yeah, yeah, that but yeah. when when the show is already moving as slow a pace as it is in my opinion to yeah. have an episode where nothing really happened. Yeah, where well, you start back at the fucking beginning. It's rough. It's rough. So I know it's I wouldn't like, recommend it. So,
0: yeah, it slides like it's in between Legends of Tomorrow and like a weird show
3: like Oh, Egypt. it's better than Legends it's of Tomorrow. Better, better, I mean, it's than, the production value alone is better than Legends of yeah. 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 Tomorrow. I wouldn't but, go that. It's it's definitely like Netflix put some money into it. You could see oh, that it's absolutely. well done. Yeah.
1: The production value. It's definitely like an A class uh, production, production values. Yeah.
0: Show. I'm looking forward to a second season. I hope uh, you know it gets better and uh, they throw more I, money. I, know, at I it.
3: know a lot of people liked it, so yeah. I'm because sure it's going to get a second season. It's going
0: to be a big one for Netflix.
3: Uh, it, it just reminds, like I said off the bat, it reminds me of one of those shows where someone goes, Man, you like Marvel? You're, <laughs> you're a loser. You're not really like comics. Check, check, check out this indies, out. Bro. And then you go, Wait a minute. This is what you're hyping up to me? Bro, you don't know nothing about comics. You don't comics, know anything bro. about comics. I'm, I'm, I'm talking, talking the but indies. We have
1: all this stuff that's it's like Gerard Way threw in everything in the kitchen sink.
0: Aliens. Yeah, you see all the fucking inspirations. Things, yeah.
1: You know, like uh time travel yeah. and I love other time weird travel. bullshit, yeah. you know.
3: I spoiled that actually. I Wikipedia Umbrella Academy right after. Yeah. And right off the bat I was looking at the the comic book page Yeah, yeah. and right off the bat they tell you that Gerard or Harold Reginald Hargreaves was Is an alien. Leonard no, it was oh. an alien. Oh no! And I go. Oh, spoiler alert! Wait.
0: Oh, Reginald
3: was an alien. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's in the Wikipedia. It's in the so Wikipedia. But that's that, yeah. That's a that'll big probably be the second season <laughs> as you does find it, out. Because in the last episode, you see him looking out, and there's missiles being launched out. Yeah. What something? was
0: that? That was weird. That was yeah, in that a was flashback. Strange. And yeah.
3: I, I guess it makes a little more sense if he's an
0: alien. I don't know. So if he's an alien, he was looking for super powered people to stop
3: apocalypse well, if he's an alien did, then a lot can be explained just because oh that's he's an how you do yeah well, right. you know aliens have technology and shit
0: uh, that, to wrap this up I wanted to talk about another Netflix recommendation and it it's something rugs recommended <laughs> and I watched all of it rugs I didn't watch it all yet love death and robots on Netflix a animated adult anthology brought to you by Tim Miller David Fincher is really fucking good people It's 18 animated shorts, varying in length. Some are, the shortest one's like five and a half minutes. The longest one's like 16 minutes. It's basically porn. There's a lot of fucking, there's (laughs) a lot of swearing, there's a lot of boobies, there's a lot of action, monster action. Some of the, and some of the CGI is, some of the animation is stylized. Some of it is stunning, like realistic video game CGI animation. Uh, It's fucking really good. And once you start. This is so binge-worthy. It's so brilliant because you start one. It's like 10 minutes. It ends. The next one starts. It says uh, 12 minutes. You're like, oh, I got 12 minutes. I'm going to watch this. That one ends. The next one's like six minutes. You're like, oh, I can watch this. It's is six minutes. And before you know it, you've gone through fucking 18 episodes. Right. Of the show. Uh, I would highly recommend. I found this article. They do something weird with this show on Netflix. There is no, when you pull it up, you'll notice there's no episode numbers because it is an anthology nothing really connects it's not a shared universe but through a series of reports it turns out based on your likes and your algorithms the series of episodes it presents to you can be different user to user really yeah which is really weird because what well, was your first episode my first episode was the one where she controls the monster that was mine yeah and they, <laughs> and so it's really cool it's like in the future and uh, these people enter in these battles where you, great you control these giant, like, kaiju monsters in this ring, and they have to fight each other. And the fucking fight is brutal. It's one of the best monster fights I've ever Holy seen. Holy shit, it's an amazing monster fight. Uh, but it's uh, the other users began noticing that their the order of their shows was different. Uh, meaning, does Netflix have potentially released personal demographic data on
3: everyone? Probably oh, or- Definitely. That's they, their whole, their whole, um, the whole basis on Netflix. You remember business Wars. Is they they had yeah, an algorithm yeah. that could figure out what you what your viewing habits were and what to suggest to you next. So you well, never got off Netflix.
0: They have confirmed that it's not based on stuff like gender, ethnicity, or sexual identity, but it's more, I guess, algorithmic viewing, algorithm habits. Pa- viewing yeah. habits, watching habits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So interesting experiment. Uh, they said we've never had a show like Lev, Love, Death and Robots before, so we're trying something completely new. Presenting four different episode orders. Oh, there's four that it will serve you. So you can watch them in any order, but I would recommend this, dude. It's fu- it's fucking great. The animation is stunning. Who you recommended me? Everyone, okay. The listener. You should watch oh, it too. I was,
2: Anthony,
1: I was, uh, you should watch uh, it. I took it for a spin. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is great!" Like, this is like CG animation, yeah. like, all different styles of it. Yep, yep. There's one... Okay, I got confused because somebody told me that the one of the main designers of Into the Spider-Verse did one of these. So
0: there is one episode that looks like the Spider-Verse style, but only it's more refined and yeah, fluid. Yeah, but that's, that's not the one. No?
1: The one with the stripper is the one with the Spider-Verse guy. Oh! And that is fucking amazing because... And a lot of people say that they don't like that one because the one where she, she
0: she sees the murder. Yeah, oh, but that I couldn't amazing. even
1: tell how they did that. Is that like painting on top of a video? Some of it looks rotoscope, like they film these things and drew it on top. So of it was so crazy looking that I was like, I've never seen that and before. Some
0: of just the straight CGI people look so good. They're, yeah, they're they're acting the emotions, the fucking wrinkles. It was I was like, wow, it was
1: really weird. I mean, I I just the, the fluidity of it and the and. There's no dialogue, I don't think. Oh, no, there um, is.
0: Oh no, that's It's a big chase scene mostly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that looks fucking great.
1: Yeah, it just looks great. Like, um, the one that has the uh the farmers with the inter- with the Spider Verse yes, animation. Yes, uh, is good, but
0: it's still jerky. So there's episodes that remind me of Starship Troopers. There's episodes that remind me of Aliens. They do number thirteen was one of my favorites. Yeah, there's uh yeah there's it's, it's uh, the movie Aliens. There's one that me. Remind- it's really good. Highly recommend. Alright yeah. guys, let's do News from the Nation We haven't done this in like two weeks It's time for News From the Nation
2: It's time for News from the Nation
0: Oh, That's like a boozy wine fart I could I could smell it from here. Okay, well done. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna start off. I got a speak pipe from our buddy listener Joey Austin. Here it is. Hey guys, how's it going? I got a couple questions for you. First off, do you think it's possible that Disney, with their huge
1: pockets, could reach out to Netflix and ask them to buy out the contract for the Marvel properties so they could move them? over to Hulu plus or mouse flicks, wherever second of all, do you think that it would be profitable because it would probably take a big number. Cause it, Netflix would have Disney kind of over the barrel and you're giving money to a direct competitor. I don't know. Just food for thought. I think it'd be a interesting scenario. If anybody could do it, Disney could do it. Hey guys,
0: keep up the good work and uh, joking nerd. Yay, <laughs> Joey Austin thanks what about that voice that guy's got a fucking sp- yeah. smoky voice I believe Joey has a
3: podcast also mm. nice I uh,
0: love the voice Joey Austin uh, I don't know what do you think they're spending a lot of money
3: is it possible I mean yeah it's possible I don't know if, I don't. maybe they just wait that out as far as the second question it being profitable no yeah. because as I mentioned earlier Netflix isn't still even profitable no, yeah and they've been they're, doing it this for years it takes so much to produce original yeah. content yeah and especially at the level that Disney's going to want to produce it, that it's not going to be profitable for a long time.
1: You can't take something that's been on for three years, and unless it has this huge following that's going to be there, which, as you know from the numbers that Netflix let out, that they get less and less numbers every year, every season, they get less and less viewers. So it's not like it's at an all-time high where like all of these people are clamoring for it. so
0: It's getting spread thin, too, now yeah. with every new streaming service. And there's so much competition. So um,
1: I don't know. I don't know if, if it's in their best interest to try and buy it out.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with those characters. Like, while well, I would love to see them on Hulu. Do you recast? Do you have to wait that two years? Do they even bother? They got their hands full now already <laughs> with all of Fox's shit. I think they're going to circle back and recast. And no announcement on Jessica Jones season three yet either. Uh, I thought it was coming out. I thought it would come out in like April or the springtime. But uh, no, just quiet. I wonder if they mm, save that, put it on Hulu. I don't know. Uh, Okay. I have an email from Ron Hans. He says, Hey guys, I wanted to send you my thoughts on the Captain Marvel movie. So far I've seen it twice with a plan to see it a third time this weekend with the family. the AMC pass. General thoughts I went into this movie with mild expectations I was expecting something between the level of Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and that's about what I got. Not top tier Marvel but not Thor The Dark World I liked the movie overall but did think there were some things as I'm sure you guys have mentioned that could have they could have done to make this great. Pros Brie Larson I thought was a great pick to play Captain Marvel (laughs) I did like all the action and the normal humor that all Marvel movies have. I also forget how good Jude Law is until I see him in something. While he or Lee Pace were not given much to do, I thought what they did was good. I also like the twist with the Skrulls being the good guys. Last thing is all the 90s nostalgia. Cons, I thought most of the supporting cast wasn't flushed out enough. It seemed they were just there as background noise. Nick Fury fighting was rough to watch. (laughs) Sam Jackson should just be there to be Sam Jackson. His on-screen fighting days are over. He is 70 years old, guys. 70! Lastly, as I'm sure you guys talked about, there were things that they could have changed to push the envelope to make this more upper-tier Marvel rather than a pit stop on your way to Endgame. As I said on The Nation, I don't think Marvel is going through something Civil War level with this movie, which is unfortunate. Because I think having your first female-led movie should have been better. Anywho, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Since Anthony always asks why listeners listeners say, keep up with the great content, I will end this by saying, stay shitty. Talking nerd. Perfect. Thanks, Ron. Uh, He had one addendum. He wrote back. He said, I listened to the bonus episode we put out. It reminded him of something he forgot. While I said I like Brie Larson, I think the best version of her is going to be an endgame. We need to add a little something to the old saying. DC does it first. Marvel does it better. But then we need to add that Russo's do it best. DC does it first. Marvel does it better. But the Russo's do it the best. I'll, I'll, I, I think we can agree with that. Ron yeah. Hans. Uh, they, I'm excited to see fucking this Carol Danvers and this Russo.
1: My question movie. is, why see it three times if it's not the greatest movie? Well, I, well, I see?
0: Is this something? It's a fun movie. Like, it's a fun time.
1: I don't know. You don't know? give Just, it your money if you don't think so, it's the greatest.
0: <laughs> Speaking of monies... This movie, in release thirteen days, has made domestically two hundred and eighty-two million dollars worldwide. It is sitting at a eight hundred and twelve oh, million dollars. Surely to hit a build- billion, fellas. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably cross a billion. I think it'll top out at yeah, just. I, I got a billion for it as well. That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. A billion. <laughs> 13 days, $812 million. Uh, Josh McClinney emailed this over. He said, I saw this on The Nation. Credit to Jose Gonzalez, but I wanted to hear from you three. If you had only the option to watch either Avengers Endgame or Game of Thrones finale, the whole season of the Game of Thrones, which would it be? Now, I believe we answered this before, but it wasn't the whole season. Last yeah, time... I'd, post, I'd
1: watch the whole season before...
0: Shit! I, this may change my answer, because at first, I'm like... So much more entertainment value. I've been watching MCU since 2008. I need to see what happens in this build-up, but now that you said the whole season eight of Game of Thrones, I don't know anymore, because that's a lot to miss. that I me, it see. might
3: be recency bias and the fact that I've followed it longer, but I still lean towards Endgame, but oh, it's right. a tough... But, but, it's not like it's a landslide. No,
1: I think I would just edge out Endgame. I feel like for me, yeah. it's like the only thing that's really um, the question of it. Because I know it's all going to be tied up. I know that they're going to like restore a lot of the characters. right? And I know that some of them are going to die. That's the only thing that I don't know who's going to die and how it's going to happen. I could probably guess. I don't think there's going to be any amazing surprises in here. I But um, Game of Thrones... It's over. It's over. It's over. So I could always go back and watch further Marvel movies, but Game of Thrones, the way we know it, is gone. So I need to watch the rest of it. Let me, Shit. Let me give a quick... This pl- is the true ending.
3: I might change my answer. I got to give a quick plug. Yeah. My show with TJ Johnson on yes, the, spin-off the spinoff show. show. We, we dive deep, balls deep into Game of Thrones, and we pose this question, and uh, his answer was very similar in that... Game of Thrones is over after this. There's yeah. no more Game of Thrones. We might yeah. get some prequel stuff, but it's but this, this is, is it. a finite ending. and where, the show yeah. built itself on the fact a lot of the show's appeal, especially in the beginning, was nobody's safe. Yeah,
0: and they've been waiting almost as long. I think it started in 2011. Yeah, so so you know what? I'm changing my answer because I <laughs> have, you flip flop? No yes, way. Right? That never that never <laughs> happens. Never happens. <laughs> Here's why. You're not now, at all agreeable. Because I can have someone describe to me a three hour movie in detail. It would be a lot harder for someone to sit down (laughs) and tell me the last eight episodes, what happened. I'd rather watch it. One update. First of all, I just think this hype and this, and like I want to enjoy these episodes because April 14th, it starts. May 19th, it's over. I kind of want to like take my time. And and enjoy it. So there's an update on the runtime being that the third episode of season eight is the first two are 54 and 58 minutes. The third episode is the longest of the season. 82 minutes. Geek boner. Something seems like a long time. Something fucking crazy is going to happen in the third episode of season eight. Because then the remaining are 78 minutes, 80 minutes, 80 minutes. Wow. Episode 82 minutes. So I don't know. They we'll we'll see. I think it's going to be a fucking giant battle, and then we're, are they going to save the big thing for the second to last episode, or actually for the last episode this time? Being it's I'm so souped. I can't. April is going to be so crazy. This is in between like uh, the Shazam and uh, so that 82 minute episode is the weekend. Avengers Endgame comes Someone's out. Got to make
1: a one hour um, recap of all the seasons so I could watch it and get primed for the this new one. Uh,
0: I so I signed up for HBO again and if you go on the Comcast, it, they have this whole Game of Thrones section where there's character breakdowns, there's recaps, there's synopsis, there's all this extra kind of fun shit that I want to get through before the season starts. It's a nicely laid TJ
3: recommended the the take on YouTube. They do a lot the of take. good a lot of good character analysis for the Game of Thrones stuff. I do need a refresher. A TLDR going back you can always watch the
0: Samuel L. Jackson oh recap. that's fantastic yes yeah. <laughs> it's very good uh, but that April 28th episode same weekend Avengers Endgame that's going to be a fucking crazy weekend you got Endgame you got the longest Game of Thrones episode of the final season Woo! okay last thing Adam Morris shared a link to the our Facebook group Jock and Nerd Nation there's a actor named Noah Centineo who is in talks to play He-Man in Sony's Masters of the Universe reboot Adam Morris, big He Man fan, he comments pretty much the opposite of what I was picturing. I know they're probably going to CGI up everything, anyways, but it still seems a weird choice. This guy has been in uh, to all the boys I've loved before. What? And some other things. He's, they're uh, flopping this oh, movie,
1: right? This movie's going to flop uh, hardcore.
0: 6'1, kind of skinny there, young guy. But this is going to be Adam slash He Man. The fuck is this?
1: Unless they make everything CG, which is ridiculous, I feel like that this this is going to flop this movie.
0: So, this credit is officially on his IMDb. He is playing He Man, it's in pre production. Uh, for a march, they've just flopped this oh, they movie. It. Yeah. They've just <laughs> fucking ruined not- this
1: movie. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> well, say. Look, there's only one
0: person casted. I don't even know if they have a fucking script. I don't know when this was supposed to come out by the end of this year. I, I don't think, think this,
1: this movie's happened. even gonna make get made. I think they're gonna it's gonna stall out. They, they've
0: been trying to like we keep talking about this and like there's no this is the first actual thing that's happened for this Masters of the Universe movie.
1: Yeah, it's Damn. not. It's it, it, it's. <laughs> I don't know. There's no big names attached to this.
2: No, There's- David
0: Goyer stepped out, remember? And then uh, Gore Verbinski was going to direct, and he left. And then the Knee Brothers is being directed by the Knee Brothers. Knee,
2: the
3: Knights who say the Knights
0: of me. The nee. Knee. There's two of them. So
3: I feel like this, like, this, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Although the, it, the budget might not match, I feel like this kind of stuff plays better on TV than it does. Like if you try to release something like. He Man, or you know, something a little off the beaten path on, in yeah. movies, it, it yeah. seems to always kind of bomb, bomb, and like, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's never that great. I mean, Kingsman, I guess, is something that stood a little bit, and Kick Ass was good, but I yeah. can't think of maybe Wanted. I don't know. I feel That's like a good point. I feel like the 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 avenue for a lot of this stuff is TV. That's where it gets embraced, and then and then we talk about it like Umbrella Academy.
0: Yeah, a live action Masters of the Universe fucking Netflix show would be great. But just
3: do I feel like we'd start talking about it then.
0: But the, look at Thor Ragnarok. You could just do it like, that's a He-Man movie. It's
1: fucking I feel just like, Thor Ragnarok. I feel
0: like that the right director
1: and the right cast and the right uh, art director could really make this a great movie. But um, I don't see it. It doesn't have the power of Disney behind it. It doesn't have the power of like, really visionary filmmakers behind it. So I don't know. These, these brothers never heard of them. This fucking actor never heard of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this fucking
3: actor, fucking and guy. like
1: he doesn't look anything like He Man. You know, he looks like Joey Lawrence or something. You know, so it's
0: like he, he, he yeah. <laughs> uh, Klaus kept reminding me of uh, uh, what's his name, Franco. Um, umbrella yeah, category. James Franco. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm like, this is the guy. They should have got Franco to play Klaus. He was so skinny. It didn't hit me at all as Franco. No, he kept, no. he has this like mannerisms. I, it was like a Franco light. Uh, oh, anyways, that's the show. Uh, other shows we were on, you guys, check me out. I just did an episode of The Voice from the Underground podcast with Jason Dutch, Big Haas. No TJ, because TJ was showing up on Anthony's spinoff show.
3: He was. He was on my spinoff show. I, th- I think it's actually a really good episode. So check hopefully that out. People enjoy yeah. it. And next uh, spinoff show is hopefully Doctor Adam Morris. Ooh, I like
0: geek it. Mooner Yeah, that Voice from the Underground episode. I actually I talked about like social issues and shit, not yeah, just geek things, stuff.
3: Things that you
0: wouldn't expect Imran
3: to know eh, about.
0: Hey, I got opinions.
1: Oh, maybe I will listen to that. I one. got
0: a hole in my face where sound comes out and says things. <laughs> Uh, anyways, guys, and final thoughts for ending, uh, year four, beginning of year five on our birthday show. Happy birthday.
1: I, well, go ahead. Rugs. Go ahead. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. stepping out over you.
3: Oh no, that's fine. You drunk. Look, fucking will say Rugs boy said it earlier, but it really is true. It feels like this show is now just a habit, yeah. not a habit in a, oh man, I, I feel obligated to do this more of a habit of, this is just a part of my life now. It's a nice routine. I just do it yeah I just do it every day because I enjoy doing or not every day Imran works on it sometimes
0: every day. it feels like every fucking but day
3: but I, I do this because I enjoy it and I appreciate and it wouldn't it be you know obviously not without you guys but also without any listenership and the being rejuvenated by the feedback and the the Patreon donations all that stuff really helps me feel uh, like this isn't work
0: I mean yeah. it, it's the only time I get to talk to drunk boy on a weekly basis and if I didn't have that it would be very life would be very sad
1: yeah <laughs> Same here, Imran. Oh. Um, look, uh, when I came on the show, I was here to try and provide comic relief and just all-out stupidity. And uh, as uh, the years have gone on, I feel like a responsibility to give good reviews and to try and yeah. bring yeah. something to the table yeah. for us to talk about. And um, it makes it's kind of ruined me for movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I go with everything into this critical eye where – I've always had it, but I've always kept it to myself and not been a dick about it. But now, no, like, yeah,
0: now you, we
3: need I have that. a
1: forum where I could fucking yeah. just let it fly. Let that
3: dick flag fly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it makes me, uh, sometimes I feel bad that I'm shitting on everybody's, uh, you know, geek them. But at the same time, I think that there's so much hype out there. There's so much fucking flag waving out there. Absolutely. That it's great to have a place where not only, you know, I'm into the trying to figure stuff out. You guys are here trying to figure stuff out, and I think that's what makes it interesting for everybody else to listen to. and And uh, I'm happy to do this show, and I and I and I love that it's been four years and it's flying by. I know it's amazing.
0: Uh, that's really interesting, though. Anthony, have you? Do you watch things differently because of doing this show?
3: Um, yeah, a little bit. I definitely consume things a little bit more with a critical eye. Um, it, it has changed how I enjoy things. I still intend to enjoy everything that I watch. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is this show has opened me up to new things. Yeah. I would have that's, been, yeah. You know, I, as you guys are well, know, I don't, I haven't seen as much as you guys. Yeah. Um, and this show has definitely opened me up to, to watching new things and, the shows opened me up to just being a little bit more thoughtful in my analysis of things. So that's yeah, excellent, good and bad, but I, yeah, I enjoy all 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 that comes with it.
0: That's some of the best stuff. Is like every, I think everyone has been open up to new things, and we share our recommendations. But uh, the only story I could share is uh, it's similar. When I started playing guitar, I could not enjoy live music anymore, and it's still to this day. Because I'm constantly watching the guitarist, I'm like, "What chord is he playing? What you know? What what what's the sequence here? What are they doing?" And it, the, it's the show is kind of the same way. It's like why well, it changes how you watch things. I can't just like watch a band anymore because I'm de- deconstructing the song and the verses and the chorus and what what they're playing. So, uh, but it's great. It's great analysis, and uh, we, it helps to try new things. And thank you to the listener for. Squeezing us into your routine every week, wherever we are, wherever you listen. And I know some of you fuckers listen right away. And I I love that. It, it blows me away. There are times when people are commenting on the show. What seems like minutes after I posted it. I was like, there's no way you could have listened to the whole show. It just yeah, went we up. Have
1: a great group of fans. And they're really awesome. They're passionate. And, the, you know, all the stuff that they're doing, they're paying for these cameos They're giving you X uh, not
0: Xboxes. They're giving you Playstations, (laughs) PS4 and cameos and uh, Patreon support. And you guys are great. And it keeps us going. So can't thank you enough. Follow us on Instagram at JockaNerd. Tell a friend. Grow the show. You know what I'm going to say. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks for listening this week to the JockaNerd podcast podcast. My name is Imran.
3: My name's Anthony.
0: He's the jock.
3: He's the nerd.
0: Rugs, where can they find you online? I totally oh, forgot. Oh, shit.
1: Uh, <laughs> at ReallyRugBoy on Twitter. I haven't gotten uh, banned by anyone this week.
0: Great yeah. news. We'll catch you next time. Gentlemen, this is
1: Democracy,
3: Democracy. Manifest. i yeah, me too. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Who cares? A jock said that.
2: Jock nerd. You're still here? You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go. Go home. It's over. Get out of here. Go
1: home. All right? leave, leave, I'm calling the cops, get out of here, get out, well, I, it, the ending of Ferris Field wasn't that long a thing, but uh, go, go, get the fuck out, uh, he didn't say that either, but that's me ad-libbing, okay, just go, 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 go,